0: Welcome to the downward facing spiritual spiral podcast really excited that Nellie's joined me in the studio already it's actually a big day today because it's actually my birthday which is really pretty awesome um so Nelly's right by my side here today on my birthday no guests today just me talking about how fucked up Instagram is Here's the thing. I was listening to Jane Fonda talk on Mark Maron's podcast, which I actually recommend. She's in her 80s. She's 81 or 82. And there's such an authenticity to the way she speaks. She sounds like a human being. And she has her flaws. She's talking about the mistakes she's made and some of the men she's married and some of her career choices that she's made. And she also was talking about in her 60s where she really started to reflect on her life and she starts to realize, you know, you can't really make too many changes anymore in the sense that you slowly become who you are and you can't, once you get hit 60, 70, 80, you can't make this switch and suddenly become a fireman or become a doctor. You sort of are becoming who you are. But there is one thing that you can still change and it's your perspective and I really connected with that. I think it's really a great interview. Mark Marin interviewing Jane Fonda just came out this past week. And I think that's a lot of what I'm talking about or I'm trying to talk about. And I'm still trying to figure this all out. But I think there are people out there like me that are starting to realize that these platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, are having a dramatic, negative Impact on our culture and our brains and the way that we think. I think Kara Swisher is somebody that you should pay attention to. I've become a huge fan of her. She writes for the New York Times. She has this amazing podcast called Recode Decode, but I really connect with her articles that she writes for the New York Times, typically found in the opinion section. She's a huge opponent to Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and she really believes that these platforms are doing whatever the fuck they want. there's no, um, there's, no, They're not held to any sort of responsibilities whatsoever. They just do what they want, and they don't care about the impact that they're having as long as they're making more money and bringing more viewership or more eyeballs to their platforms. And she wrote a great article about, you know, the Sri Lankan government actually turned off social media after the terrorist attack a couple weeks ago. And she writes this great article about when she found out that facebook and social media was turned off she actually felt it was a really good thing and so it's a great article you should check it out for sure the article is called sri lanka shut down social media my first thought was good so it's a really great article i'm just going to read a really quick excerpt from it new zealand under the suffer no foolish (laughs) nelly settle down oh my gosh that was really loud she's saying happy birthday New Zealand, under the Suffer No Foolish Techies leadership, will be looking hard at imposing penalties on these companies for not controlling the spread of extremist content. They're talking about Facebook. Australia already passed such a law in early April. Here in the United States, our regulators are much further behind, still debating whether it is a problem or not. It is a problem, even if the, man- even if the manifestations of how these platforms get warped vary across the world. They are different in ways that make no difference and the same in one crucial way that does. Namely, social media has blown the lids off controls that have kept society in check. These platforms give voice to everyone, but some of those voices are false or worse, malevolent, and the companies continue to struggle with how to deal with them. I don't want you to think that I'm just sort of the only one out there talking about how fucked up Instagram and Facebook is. I think are. Uh, I think there's other people out there much more powerful than I am in the sense that, you know, writers. I think The New York Times has really been talking about it slowly a little bit more. And I think Harris uh, Swisher is somebody that you should really check out. The other thing that I really want to talk about today, there's a couple things I want to talk about. It won't be too, too long, but technology is a great thing. It makes our life easier. That's a huge deal. Recording music. I have a new song that's coming out in a few weeks, and Apple has this amazing program called Logic. It's sort of the more evolved, the older brother it's sort of the older brother to GarageBand, which I also love. GarageBand is incredible. I create a lot of ideas and then I'll transfer them over to Logic. But the the ease in which Logic can be used it's it's such an incredible platform. It's such an amazing software. And I'd used Pro Tools for years. But I still had trouble with it, and with Logic, I I can get like a bass thing going, and I can get a drum loop going that sounds good, and like within five minutes, I can have a relatively decent idea going, and it's inspiring, it's awesome. And obviously, cell phones are great, and email is great, and technology allows our lives to be easier. Airbnb is such a great example of technology being incredible. But what it's doing, it's also simplifying human beings' brains. And we are staring at our phones all the time. We're not looking around at the culture around us. We are so fascinated by our phones now that that's enough to sustain us. But we're not thinking beyond... We're not thinking deeper. We're not asking questions. It's like these technologies just want us to stare at our phones and be these simpletons. They just want us to be one-track minded. They just want us to like things. They just want us to post pictures about ourselves and talk about ourselves all the time. They want us to stare at our phones and engage with people with emojis and all this sort of stuff and and what it's doing is it's dumbing all of us down. It's dumbing the culture down to these sort of primitive, um, just let's like stuff all day. And it's pretty, it's kind of silly. And I think human beings are much more complicated and much more multidimensional and 3D. And Instagram is making us all one-dimensional where you just like something And move on, scroll, and and it's it's really boring to think of human beings as just people that stare at their phones all day and just like stuff. Think about that. And I think that's why people have a hard time with maybe some of the things I say or some of the things that sort of go against the grain of salt or go against what you're thinking because our brains now are getting rewired where we don't know how to deal with somebody who doesn't agree with us. And it's okay if people don't agree with you. It's, it then creates more conversation. It creates fresh perspective. And somebody else that I've been really paying attention to that I think you should read, his name is Cal Newport, and he just wrote Digital Minimalism. He also wrote another book called Deep Work. I'm loving digital minimalism. And there's, I'm just going to read a little excerpt for you. The large attention economy conglomerates like Facebook that introduced many of these new technologies don't want us thinking about optimization. These corporations make more money the more time you spend engaged with their products. They want you, therefore, to think of their offerings as a sort of fun ecosystem where you mess around and interesting things happen. This mindset of general use makes it easier for them to exploit your psychological vulnerabilities yeah they they want to dumb all of us down they want us to sort of play video games on their platform and just do little messages and post silly little pictures all day and like stuff all day it numbs the brain it creates a smaller perspective it creates less deeper thought the problem is it's really addictive because there's something about getting a notification it it's titillating it's exciting it it sort of pings the brain and the reason why is because it's dumb these platforms are dumbing the brain down so that when you get a notification that somebody likes you you get excited it's almost like you get woken up from your slumber think about that facebook and instagram are dumbing you down and sort of making you a zombie and so the the little red lights the the tings the the whatever they're called they're waking you up from your slumber and if you think of it that way how disturbing How pathetic that that's what so many of us have become. Little walking dead zombies sort of staring down at our phone, walking into, you know, um, walking into um, telephone poles, walking into other people because our brains are so numb that we're not even paying attention to the sound of the birds or the people around us or our conversations. We become addicted to our phones. So Cal Newport, Digital Minimalism, is really, I think, a really important read and somebody else that I've really been paying attention to. I think we're capable of so many amazing things, but when a culture is primarily staring at silly things on Instagram all day, it's dumbing everybody down. And I want to now transfer over to two things with Instagram that I can't stand. Instagram stories are primarily the biggest waste of time, and they're not worth looking at. And the problem is you can't turn them off and they have that little red light around them. And the problem is if you start looking at somebody's Instagram stories, then Instagram's algorithm is going to start putting their story at the front of your feed so that you want to keep looking at it. And there's this sort of voyeuristic quality to the the Instagram stories. Um, It's like we're peeking or peeping in on somebody and the red light, it makes it seem exciting that we Um, have to take a look at it there's a reason why the red light is at a stop sign or at a stoplight it that color really fires up the brain red marilyn monroe wearing a red dress madonna wearing red and the material girl i mean these that color stands out red cars are known, this is a fact, of getting more speeding tickets than any other color car. It's because they create the most attention. So is it any wonder that Instagram has used the color red to circle the Instagram stories? No, of course not. So the Instagram stories are a big waste of time. And Instagram wanted to... This is their reason for creating them. Now, Nellie is going crazy here, my cat. Nellie is really upset about Instagram. So the reason why these these fuckers, Instagram, actually created the story, they they say that it's because they're trying to get away from the obsession of... Lo- oh my gosh, Nellie, you have to stop. So they, they say that they're trying to get away from the obsession of our culture of likes and getting caught up in that and followers. And they thought the Instagram story was a nice way to sort of take some of the pressure off of people and teenagers for not becoming so obsessed with likes. But the reason why they created the Instagram stories is because it's another way to Attract the human brain. It's another thing to keep people on the platform. And it also raises the ego of people. I mean, think about this. Think about somebody having such an ego that all they want to do is post Instagram stories of themselves all day. People that are posting more than 15, 20, 25, 30 Instagram stories are obsessed with themselves. And they're posting, like, they're going to go out to eat, and they're going to post an Instagram story about that. Then they're going to go look at flowers, and they're going to post an Instagram story about that. Then they're going to go get a massage, and they're going to post an Instagram story about that. They are posting Instagram stories all day because they think their lives are that interesting. And what's so clever about this is Instagram also added the feature where you can see who's looking at your stories. And they don't do that. With any other part of the platform. So there's that voyeuristic quality, and then people get off knowing, ha, this person is obsessed with me and wants to see all of my every moves day in and day out. It's this sort of sick cycle that Instagram is creating, and they know that people are addicted to all of this stuff, and it's fucked up. So these random people all across the country All across the world are posting 25, 30 Instagram stories a day because they think their life is that fucking interesting, where people want to know their every move. And the harsh reality is, is that their life isn't interesting, but because people are so dumb and staring at their phones all day, they actually numb out and stare at fucking Instagram stories all day. Last segment here today, Nellie, my cat is, you know what it is? I went swimming this morning and I didn't shower yet. I, I'm still smelling of chlorine and she loves the smell of chlorine. So she's all over me right now. So hopefully I can get through this last segment. It's the uh, final segment of the show. Let me just get my notes here. Cause I do want to talk about one more article actually i'll talk about this other aspect of instagram and what it's doing to our culture that's so fucked up we've become obsessed with brand and i'm i'm kind of fucking i'm kind of over it we are people are thinking of themselves as brand as a brand and it's kind of fucked up and it's also making us it's make all this stuff is making us robots we're trying to fit into like these neat little things, these neat square pegs and these triangle pegs. And I was thinking, that's sort of how our culture's always been. You know, Republican, Democrat, gay, straight. We love sort of putting people into neat little pods because that makes us comfortable. And it's easy to sort of digest people that way. And it's easy to digest our lives if if it's nice and simple but the human being is fucking complicated there's so many dimensions to us and and you know you can be a, an amazing person but you could also have some sick perverted addiction or look at porn 24 hours a day or five, you know once a week i don't know or have some weird fetish but instagram first of all Instagram, I'm going to get back to the brand thing, but Instagram is creating this world where people are just showing their perfect selves all the time, and that's actually making more people insecure. Well, the other thing that's going on is people are becoming obsessed with brand, and if somebody looks at something on Instagram, they want it to seem, they want it to look like what they're hoping it'll look like, or they're wanting it to seem simple or clear or understood. And I'm thinking to myself, why did this happen? Why did everything have to be so simple and understood all the time? We want the answers. Or when somebody looks at somebody's Instagram, it needs to be clear what it is or who they are. And I'm thinking, why the fuck does it matter what somebody's Instagram looks like? Or why should it be better that they're looking like a brand or looking clear or, oh, when I open up this person's Instagram, I know exactly what I'm getting into. That makes sense. And I'm thinking that's all fucked up. And because it's carrying over to our lives, it's carrying over to our day-to-day life where everything needs to be understood and clear. And, oh, I I need to make sure that I get what that person is all about. And the reality is, is that why are we obsessed with brand all of a sudden? And I think it's a lot of it's because Instagram has sort of turned into this business platform where people are using it to sell something to you, and big companies are hiring influencers because people are staring at their phones all day. But I'm thinking, you know, Bono, the lead singer of U2, you know, he's not obsessed with his brand. You know, J-Lo isn't obsessed you can't figure out what her brand is when you look at Instagram. When when you look at her Instagram, sometimes she's posting photos of her incredible body or like an outfit, and then sometimes she's just posting casual photos of her like hanging out, working out. Um, sometimes cut shots with her and A Rod. I mean, she to me doesn't have a brand. You too doesn't have a brand. They're they're artists. They're people. They express themselves, and sometimes they're. One way, and sometimes they're another way. But Instagram and this obsession with brand wants us all to be one particular way all the time. And that's just not realistic. Like Nike is a brand. They're focusing on sports and athleisure. And it's clear what they're about. Aloe Yoga, it's sort of clear what they're about. They're selling sexy yoga clothes Volkswagen it's pretty clear what they're about but they're also products <laughs> they're they're things they're a fucking car they're a mini they're a minivan or an SUV they're not human beings and somehow over the last 5 years thanks to Instagram we became obsessed with turning people into brands and it's really pretty fucking pathetic. All of these things are are making us into robots. And it, they want us they they're turning us into easy palatable things, and that's not what we are. We're challenging to understand. We grow and we're supposed to evolve and our opinions are supposed to change and ebb and flow and we're supposed to get angry and sad and happy and we're supposed to challenge ourselves and think differently and maybe your mind changes and what somebody's going to look at your Instagram and and it's going to change and somebody's be like, oh, whoa, 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 I, I, where's that coming from? I thought you were this. I, I thought you were going to be like this for the rest of your life. And then what's so fucked up is that people are so obsessed with their quote-unquote brand on Instagram that then if they go out in public, well, how are you supposed to be? Are you supposed to be this perfect, happy little thing that you portray on Instagram? Or if you go to a restaurant and somebody serves a shitty meal or somebody you know, spills something on you. Are you supposed to get upset? Or your brand on Instagram is, oh, I'm always happy and everything is good. Uh, so I can't say anything to this person who made me a terrible dish. And I'm just going to eat it because... I'm supposed to be happy and perfect and just think everything is okay all the time. It's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. We're turning into robots all around us. We're all staring at our phones and we're all becoming brands and we're no longer becoming human beings anymore. So it's just fucked up. Does anybody think like this at all out there? Or am I the only one that thinks that this is just fucked up? Is it all okay? I don't know. And so this is the other last thing that I'll end the show with. This is hysterical. The great thing also about these people that are obsessed with their brand and think everything is great and they're just living in this brand happy world. If somebody complains or says something remotely challenging or challenges them to think differently, you know what their response is? And I get this. Oh, you're just a hater. Yeah, you're just a hater. And that's the worst. Because how do you respond to that? Oh. Huh. You're just a hater. No. It's not hating. Kara Swisher isn't hating by calling out Facebook... And I'm not not hating by calling out people who are fucking staring at their phones or making people obsessed with brand or creating perfect little happy pictures on Instagram all the time. I'm not hating on people because they go out to dinner and instead of talking to their friends, they stare at their phone all dinner. I'm not hating on that. I'm merely observing what's going on. And what's going on may not ever stop. It may actually be getting worse. But I do think there's a small group of people out there that are writing about it and talking about it because although this cycle is probably not going to stop because these corporations are too powerful and our brains are too easily manipulated, although that may be the cycle, I know there are people out there that want more out of life and they don't buy what's going on with Instagram and Facebook. I know that people are yearning for connection because that's how we were made. You know, Instagram wants us to think that that like that you get, that that feeling that you get when you post a photo and 50 people like it, Instagram wants you to think that that's the same as having a face-to-face conversation or real connection with somebody where you look in their eyes and maybe give them a hug or touch their hand. Instagram wants you to think that getting more followers and getting more likes is just as meaningful as a hug, or a handshake, or looking at somebody's eyes, or laughing, or having a moment of silence with somebody. Instagram wants you to think that their platform is just as meaningful as all of that. But the newsflash here, it doesn't come close. So, we're not hating We're merely, I'm merely just offering a different opinion from what the world wants you to think. The world wants you to stare at your freaking phone all the time and just like and numb your brain and dumb your life down to a fucking algorithm. And the human being is so much more interesting and deep and complicated and it ebbs and it flows. And it's about embracing all of that. And it's also about, like, if somebody doesn't agree with you, it's okay. It's about then talking to one another and trying to figure it out instead of just walking away or becoming obsessed with just likes. There's dislikes, there's anger, there's sadness, there's happiness, there's joy, there's curiosity, there's all of these things going on. And Instagram wants to dumb it down to just a like. So, anyway that's the end of the show freaking happy birthday to me today stoked that you listened promise i'm going to have a couple more guests lined up um i just wanted to talk about some stuff that was on my mind really inspired by cal newport definitely check him out kara swisher writer for the new york times definitely check her out I've got a new song coming out on iTunes in three weeks. It's called "Lost at Night." I'm freaking stoked! It's like it's one of the I think it's the best sounding song I've ever made in the sense that the mix is really amazing. It just I'm just really proud of it. It really came together. So that hits iTunes in a few weeks, and that's it, everybody. We really appreciate you listening to the episode, the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast. I'm just asking questions. And I think I'm really curious right now as to what these platforms are doing to our brains. I'm curious as to what's getting people's attention. And I think uh, it's important to talk about it. So thanks again for listening.